Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space, I know it's free. I owe myself the world, they tried to count me out. Hey everyone, I am Yvette Lloyd of Life Her Podcast. I am here today with Tahini, and she is an author of a book that's called Lust Thou Cry Later. And when I tell you this book is amazing from what I've read so far, you're going to definitely enjoy this whole conversation. Hi, how are you? Hello, and thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. (laughs) I'm happy too. Let me tell you how much your book stressed me out in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, how she gonna start off so heavy like that? I know, I, I know. And you know what? I'm, I hear it all the time, but I wanted to just give it to you guys. It's like, boom, like how life comes sometimes unexpected. That's, that was my goal. <laughs> Listen, your, well, your goal was accomplished, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, for sure, because Uncle George, I wanted to find him, okay? I know, I know. I <laughs> know. I know, and you know what's so funny? Everybody, you know what's so funny, y'all? A lot of people... Believe it or not, a lot of people can't get past that prologue. They can't. I, 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 I've had you to, know what? I didn't. They can't. Oh. I didn't. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm like, uh-uh. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you got, you got to keep reading. You have, I promise it gets greater later. I promise you. <laughs> it gets greater later. <laughs> Girl, I'm going to read the rest of it. I was like, uh-uh, she ain't about to stress me out before this interview. <laughs> For real. So where did you get the idea of writing this book? Like, where did this, where did this come from, this torture? Like, uh, okay, so, okay, so I started writing when I was 16, but the reason really for the book was I wanted to go a different route because with a lot of Black authors, you know, melanated authors, colored authors, um, brown people, I found that a lot of authors kind of stay in the same area or, or subject area. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of books are usually about sex, drugs, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's just always that, 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 that hood stuff. And, you know, like you have your Terry McMillans and your Zanes and stuff like that. Yeah. But I wanted to put in one book a little bit of the urban, you know, street fiction and then a little bit of the contemporary fiction. I wanted to mix the Terry McMillan with the Wahida Clark and just give people a book that's page turning, but also very educational and really tackle down um, issues that we go through and people experience in the homes that are pretty much brushed under the rug, molestation mental illness, HIV, homosexuality, alcoholism, drug addiction, racism. Let's talk about these things that people kind of like try to shy away from. Let's put it right here in your face where you don't have a choice but to deal with it. Whether you're going to do or deal with it through the characters or you're going to tackle your own 
you know, issues you have of going through in life that you try to brush under the rug. So I wanted to, I wanted to give everyone um, something that they could relate to, or maybe if it doesn't affect them directly, it could be, you know, through someone that they love who has experienced any of these issues that, you know, I put in the book. So yeah, I wanted Girl, to touch my audiences. <laughs> well, you put it in a book and I commend you for that because what you're saying, you saying, you want it to be different from other books. That is the first thing that I have noticed while reading this because you touch base on reality and a lot of people do not like to face reality Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that is the first step of healing and the first step of people actually dealing with mental health issues and a lot of the roots of it come from our childhood or when we become adolescents or adults or things of that nature and you touch base on that automatically It would make a person stop and pause either because they experienced it or the fact that, like, man, this is really deep. Mm -hmm. So so it it comes in in both forms. And I I actually love that. And I've noticed that in other things that you do. You just keep it all the way real, all the way around. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And that's that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of, like, make people feel comfortable, but also uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Yes. Now, how do you feel about people not really feeling comfortable about bringing awareness to the things that they've been through in their childhood and not really understanding how much it could heal them with them releasing it? I always say um, when when I'm posed with that question, to me, I believe the only way to really tackle these issues is to really create that relationship with our creator. I think that once you have that relationship with whoever you identify, oh, sorry, whatever you identify as the creator, I believe that life and things will fall into place. Really, when you think about it, with just religions overall, we're taught in these books really it's all about meditating really um Mm -hmm. having faith and believing really it it really is really technically speaking all about the law of attraction whatever people identify it as if you feel it if you believe it if you stay focused on that one thing things will fall into place so if you're focused on healing everything else will align because we're taught that the universe supports everything we do. Even when you think about the animals, they have everything that they need. The creator provides them with everything. So why wouldn't he do the same for us? It's all about having that faith and believing and carrying out that, that energy, mm-hmm. that, that vibration, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, mm-hmm. it could happen. Yeah. It could happen. Yes, it, it definitely can. And what you, Saying that as far as the universe, a lot of people don't know is the mind is very powerful. So whatever you believe in, you shall receive it. And then you also have to heal with that. But let's get on the part where our intuition, like a lot of people don't understand their intuition affects a lot of things that come into reality also. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, so can you let people know how important it is to listen to your intuition? And it's more than just an intuition. It's like more of your higher power speaking mm-hmm. to you to let you know that something is good, bad for you. It, it means so many things. Yes. And I'm so happy that you actually brought this up because I found that really 
honestly, the only way I believe a person would be able to, to tackle these things and really understand how, and understand their intuition and how it works and that it's all related with the gut, you really have to take the time out to separate yourself from life in the externals, meaning the social media, the TV. You have to have that moment in time, everyone in life, in life, if you're if you're even blessed to see that day, because we have so many people who have passed on who have not really fully gotten a chance to understand the meaning of life and, and spirituality and how we're all connected with just one God and how it all works. Intuition is deeper than what you just said. It, it, it is deeper than just a feeling. It's a spiritual connection. And if you keep on turning a blind eye to that intuition, you'll find yourself further and further away from the true goal of what the purpose is of us being here and even your own personal goals. Because you're constantly mm -hmm. being pulled away, especially if you're focusing on that one negative thing. So I try to filter out these, these, these thoughts that I may have that may be negative and counteract that with something positive. And I always keep in mind the word gratitude, always. Because these things can be taken from us just like that. Just within mm -hmm. a blink of an eye. It could just change like that. Look at the characters in the book. Just like that. Yeah. Like life can just change. You know? Yes. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right about the intuition. It's deeper than that. And sometimes we have to step away and quiet our mind. You have to take that time out. You have to. Yes, because the eight-year-old young girl, she wanted her mommy quick. Mm. She she oh. felt and knew that something was wrong. But mm -hmm. but crazy Uncle George, you know, he want to keep doing what he do, but she felt it at the same time. But her being a young girl, she didn't know how the intuition works, mm -hmm. you know, right. I, from her being such a young girl. But that's just powerful. So when you was writing this, what different experiences did you experience while writing this since you're so into the universe and everything that it wasn't something that your ancestors had brought upon you you know what's so funny about it i i give two answers because i kind of feel like i'm in between both worlds i feel like i'm in between reality and then i'm in between what i create as my own reality and when i'm writing the, the these books and when I'm, I'm working on certain scenes and different characters I have to become these people. And it's very difficult, it is. And I kind of feel, and, and I really sympathize with a lot of actors because you have to become that person in order to really convey the message. You have to put yourself in a position of an eight-year-old who's being abused. And even if you've never been abused, you can kind of understand the feeling of violation. Everyone's been violated at some point or another in their life. I mean, if you're human, you've gone through some type of disappointment. Now, you may not use the word violate, but you may feel disrespected. So I had to put myself in a position of an eight-year-old who's being disrespected. Her body, her body's being disrespected. Her emotions and her feelings are not being considered. You know, this abuse is being done to her. So I had to put myself in a very low vibration. And it can become a bit depressing. It can because, you know, I'm not a light switch. So if I'm in that moment of Sadia and I'm that eight-year-old, it takes me a little while to get out of that because then I'm writing the next chapter and I have to be this mean, vindictive woman who's married to this oversized guy who she has no respect for. So it's like going from one person and one personality and one emotion to another. So it's kind of like, um, I don't know, being bipolar a little bit if you really want to be honest. 
or tackling mental illness in a book, right? So when I'm going right. through these emotions and I'm writing as these characters in first person, I'm kind of tackling into that bipolar label that they give people. So um, it's very, it's very difficult, but at the same time, it's very rewarding because sometimes I sit at that computer and I don't even know where it's going to come from. So it's not always a low moment because sometimes I could just sit right there and the words just come. And no, some people may say it's the ancestors. Some people may say it's the universe. Some people may say it's God. I believe it's God because I never know what's going to happen. And I promise you, it's like I come and just turn into a totally different person, but I still feel the emotion behind every scene, everything they're experiencing. I still feel the emotion behind it. Wow. Have you gotten to a point where you have written about your personal life? No, I haven't. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, how my memoir is going to be, but I will say that every character that I've created in this novel, they have a, a piece of me. I, you know, obviously, if I created them, some something about every character is, is, is within, you know, I'm within every character there within me. But it's kind of like, honestly, you know, it, it's like giving people a piece of, of everything. So if I've ever felt insecure about something, I've stated that in each character. If I ever felt afraid, I've, if I ever, you know, wanted to be angry or if I ever thought about being vindictive, it's in each and every character. Something about Tahani's in each and every character. So um, I haven't sat down and actually wrote a book about myself, but people who do know me kind of hint, wait a minute, is that you? And I'm like, wait a minute, my, I'm in everybody. My characters are all me. So don't, don't you know, don't try right. to play Inspector Gadget. You just calm down. <laughs> right, but, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, have you experienced like writer's block with you doing this? Because you have a lot in here, just even in the beginning. It looks like you had a good flow. Thank you. I did. You know, honestly, I don't believe in writer's block. I don't. I don't believe that writer's block exists. I think that what writer's block really is, is a bunch of ideas just all jumbled up that just need to be filtered. Because before right. I did this interview with you, I just sat down and I started on working on a sequel. So I started writing a couple of chapters. And at first I was like, hmm, you know, what do I want to say here and there? But then it just started flowing. Like I, I learned that you can't go against the universe you can't resist whatever's going to be allowed to be like at the end of the day you're going to have to have your editor go over the manuscript anyway so why stress yourself out just let the words flow let it flow and it just comes so right. natural right it, it really does <laughs> it really <laughs> does i see that you love black love I love who say that sometimes. Black black love. Oh yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I have I have a big appreciation for it now that I'm older. Yes. So so tell me what what makes it so amazing to you? You know what I think makes it amazing? Seeing more people come into awareness of our ancestors and where the woke, the woke community. I know a lot of people don't like that conscious community, but it's so so fulfilling and just so refreshing to see how far we've come like we've come a long way and we're not just going to take what they tell us you know as as it being our history we're going to go and do the research on our own and to me us doing that as melanated people as colored people that's love right there because we love ourselves and want to find out the truth and we love ourselves enough to spread the truth to our fellow brother 
sister. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about it. And then when it's a couple that's doing it together and raising their children and giving them the knowledge and the nutrition that they need, not just mentally, but natural herbs. It's like, I'm just all for truth, <laughs> awareness, and just love, like, just love. Like, I mean, we, we've taken so much, you know, as melanated people and, you know, people have been through things in their life. But for us, it goes deeper. It goes deeper. And when you find a melanated man that's uplifting his woman, it's beautiful. How can you not yes. love it? You know what I'm saying? How can you yes. not love it? <laughs> so, yeah, yes. so I love love. <laughs> yes, I do too. And with you even just saying that as far as a man um, supporting the women, I was able to experience and see both sides. I've seen... Mm. On my mom's side, my grandmother and grandfather, my grandfather didn't like that she worked and got her mm-hmm. own in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, he was used to being a person that was just taking care of everything. And then on my dad's side, my grandfather was, they, you know, it was a teamwork. He like, baby, get your money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's like two different things. But like now it's like seeing women, they're, Sure, their tax brackets have increased heavy. Mm-hmm. Some women mm-hmm. make more than men now, but it's good to see men actually support women and mm-hmm. actually see two couples getting things together as one. Mm-hmm. And also, a lot of couples are starting to really touch base more on toxic behavior within a relationship. Back in the day, you know, it is what it is. Stay with them and move forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now yeah, it's more right. or less we got to face it. And mm-hmm. you have to yep. have counseling and At, you know, you know or yep. taking yep, or yep. Well, nobody ain't taking no method, I'm gone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so so it's a it's a big difference now. And I and I saw that you love black love. So it was amazing mm-hmm. to see that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So tell me, what are some other things that you have coming up after you have written Let's Now Cry Later? Do you plan on doing a book tour or anything? Yeah, so it's been a very long journey. Um, I also have a show that I created on YouTube. It's called Bedroom Busters and Bites. So I'm preparing for the next filming of that show to be season four. And um, it's myself and my family, uh, my sisters and my mom have a show where I'll, I'll go on and invite a guest and everyone's wearing pajamas and we're cooking in the kitchen while we have our cast members sit at the table and we engage in conversation um, about different topics. Like we'll have busters, meaning um weird news around the world. I'll give you an example. Like in Virginia, it's illegal to have sex with your socks on. And that's a law that people have, a lot of people, I've never even heard of that law before, but that's considered a buster. So I have a guest come on, they'll cook their favorite meal, we're engaged in conversation. Um, so I'm preparing for that filming. I'm also preparing to write a couple of other books, which I can't really discuss right now because kind of like mm-hmm. up, up in the air and still in the making. So I'm not quite sure what they'll focus on, but it could be dealing with food. It could be relationships since that's what I um, specialize in. And then um, of course, the highly anticipated sequel that um in the making but before that i have diaries coming out which will be a diary of each character main character in the book so that's what i was literally working before i did this interview and i'm having so much fun writing it oh my gosh i'm having <laughs> so much fun so um, yes i have a, a few things um you know i'm um, marinating and, and brewing and I'm, I'm looking so forward to presenting it to everyone um and i'm so happy to have you know my publicist nicole who is she's just the best i love her so much i really Aww. do 
that's a blessing. I was looking at one of your bedroom busters and bikes. Girl, I was looking at that fried, <laughs> that fried chicken y'all made it. <laughs> I'm like, it was so like, good. <laughs> So yes. good. <laughs> and, the, and that banana oatmeal, that ain't look too bad either. Oh, thank. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's my favorite <laughs> movie. But you was watching it. Yes. And, you know, we have. Um, yeah. I mean, I have so many different recipes I, I, I want to share with, with people because I feel like that's what it's all about. Getting around family and friends, having fun and eating and just enjoying life and each other, you know? So, yes. Yeah. Yes. That is amazing. So how can someone purchase your book? Um, you can basically go online um, to my website, Tahani.org. It's actually, sorry, actually being updated with new content. I want to start doing more lives. So um, you can go on my website at Tahani.org to purchase the novel. It's also available in Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, online, Amazon, wherever books are sold, actually. It's worldwide. So audio, all that great stuff is available. That is amazing. So other than that, you don't have nothing else coming up as far as people being involved in anything do you help them write a book or are you a ghostwriter i thought about well actually i have a publishing company i okay. am i'm going to i don't even know why I mentioned this, but yes i have a publishing company it's called voice and i actually have a program affiliated with other publishing company called Voice Community, where there's a community of people. Um, I think I have about maybe 200 members right now. They all post and come on my website and write their blogs and stuff. But even more so, we're focusing on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. We're trying to create generational wealth. So I have like a slew of different programs um, that come along with a voice because we also do things for the community, like homeless shelters and things like that. I'm also going to start doing adult field trips. We want to go to different places, museums and stuff like that, um, different uh, herbal stores and stuff to learn about the different herbs and stuff that we can take. So I have a lot of things in the making. <laughs> That's good. I had to take a deep breath after that. <laughs> I see. And I keep going on, but. <laughs> it's okay. So before we end, I wanted to um, first tell you that I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss of your cousin, Shawnee so much yes thank you you're welcome and also i see that that's what encouraged you to write more and your mom told you to write down every emotion can you explain to people how important it is to even write down your emotions to get through grief it's extremely important because if you don't let out those emotions and and and, and those things that are eating away at you eventually it's going to come out and it could be in a way that could be detrimental to your well-being or someone else's so i want to say that counseling is very important because during the time when i was writing on my poem about my cousin i was also um in counseling and a lot of people shun away from that that word counseling therapy psychologist because they think that it's for crazy people no that's not what it's about it's about getting out the things that bother you and talking to someone who's not coming from a point or a place where they're being judgmental. I mean, that's what it's for. Use these things because you're only going to help yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you hold on to these things, it's going to always eat away at you. And then you're going to eventually see the, 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 the choices that you make 
based over the relationships you have with people, whether it's toxic relationships, whether it's relationships that you're solely dependent on people to, to feed you and give you love that you should be having for yourself. Like you have to get this type of stuff out. So I'm glad that you mentioned my cousin because I do want to share her poem, the poem that I wrote, um, mm -hmm. that actually, it's that that's what started everything. I took that, that very um, devastating experience and turned it into this. And every time I look at a book or, or just look at whatever I'm working on as an author, I always revert back to her. I actually have her picture sitting right here in my office desk just to, just to remind me that this, I, I do it for her. This is the reason, you know, God did this for a reason. I'll give you a little um, backstory really quickly. So I saw her okay. um, a, week before, a week before she passed away. I was 16, um, she was 19, she lived in New York. And she wanted to stay with her. And my mom said, because um, I was visiting my mom and we were there in Queens, and she said, can you please stay? I said, no, I have to work. And my mom wouldn't allow me to stay at my first job. I was actually turning 16. So I ended up leaving, but before I left, you know, we hugged each other and gave each other a kiss and we were like fake crying. And I pushed her away. I was like, I'll see you next week. And she was supposed to be um, coming. I was supposed to be coming back next week, following week, because it was my birthday, the 25th. Unfortunately, she ended up passing away that Tuesday. They found her um, deceased in her bed. They said she had an enlarged heart. No one even knew. Um, 19 goes to sleep and never wakes up. So it was devastating because on the following week, I'm at her funeral on my birthday. On my birthday, wow. I'm at my cousin's funeral, 16th birthday. So the poem is called Shani, and it goes like this. Loving and caring like a mother is to her child. A girl who loved life, she was crazy and wild. So sweet and brave, too young for a grave. Her heart stopped beating as she slept and lay. On one Tuesday morning, sunny and bright, not knowing she wouldn't see that Tuesday night. I wonder if she knew how much she was loved and how much she was missed when a man from above came down and took her life from her body and whispered in her ear, come with me, Shani. I miss her so much, her hugs and her kisses and the way she would laugh at my jokes and my disses. I can remember the last time I said goodbye, not knowing that seven days later she would die. I miss her so much, I really do. I wish I would have said more often the words, I love you. That always takes so much out of me. Wow, that's beautiful though. I see you are a straight to the point person, and but it comes off so powerful at the same time. And it shows your character of how much of a beautiful person you are on the inside. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. That was amazing. So what are some encouraging words that you could let someone know that it's okay to write out your feelings? It's okay to express yourself. And also, it's okay to work on yourself to heal. I mean, you have to live with you. You have to live with you. Teddy Pendergrass said, you can't hide from yourself. Right. You cannot yeah. hide from yourself. Everywhere you go, there you are. You have to accept the things about yourself that you may not be able to change, but you can make it better. You know, we can't change our past, but we can create our future. And that's what it's all about, not dwelling on the past. I once read, I can't remember who said it, but it's a famous quote, to live in the past is to be dead in the present. And I want to mm. live. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's okay to have those moments where you don't feel like getting out of bed, but you got to find a way 
to push yourself. And always remember one word, gratitude, because there's someone who isn't waking up out of bed. There's someone who's getting a phone call, who's being awakened. You know, it, it's somebody who, who's not waking up or who, who got a phone call, who, who, who got, a, who got a, a awakened or awoke from their sleep to be told that their mom or their sister passed away. God forbid. Be grateful. Show gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. There's always someone who has a word in and it's mm-hmm. okay to talk to a counselor. It's okay. Keep your business to yourself, people. I know you want to tell your boyfriend, you want to tell your husband, you want to tell your best friend. Talk to a counselor. And most importantly, talk to God. Yes. That's, that's important right there. And he will mm-hmm. talk back. Yes, he will. <laughs> and look, pay attention to the signs, too. That you, I'm telling you, sometimes I get out of prayer, and I mean, the answer is just right there. If you just stop and pay attention and listen, you have to just stop sometimes. You have to. You just mm-hmm. have to. Yep. Pause and pray. That's right. Oh, I like that. Pause and pray. I like that. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I enjoyed the interview. I enjoyed talking to you. And I'm, I am most definitely going to read the rest of your book after being traumatized, but. <laughs> <laughs> Mission no, accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I know for a fact it would have got good, but I'm like, let me get, let me get my mind right for this interview, but I am going to definitely read the rest of it for sure. And I'm glad you have it in audio because I love audios. Thank you so much for the support. I appreciate this opportunity and I hope to do it again soon with you. We'll be talking about that second book too. Oh man. And, and you can get past the first page. I'm gonna get through it. I'm gonna get through it. Um definitely yeah, would love to connect with you again on your next one for sure. Well, thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you, you too. Take care. All right, later. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly.